Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for joining us on the East West Football Podcast. I'm your host, Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me are Kendall Whitley and Jerry Martinez. How are you guys doing out there? Doing real good, man. I hope everybody's out there doing good. Hey, guys. It's your in-house NFL GM, Jerry, right here. How how we doing, guys? It's Friday. It's the end of the week. Let's get it. Let's get it, man. We're all in this together. We're almost out of it, too. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's It's been a long week, man, with work, but happy it's Friday. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get started. So let's let's talk about some NFL headlines around the league. Uh, most recently, Andy Dalton getting released by the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we knew that was coming because they weren't able to trade him to another team, and they drafted Joe Burrow out of LSU last week. What are you guys' thoughts? Um, yeah, man, just kind of like kind of like you just said, Fidel. We already knew it was coming. Every any time you select a quarterback number one overall, you know, you, you know the backup quarterback or the quarterback that has been there previously, he, he's on his way out. Um, just for example, like the Patriots, they I've heard there was rumor that they wanted to trade for him a while back, or but you know, Bill Belichick, they were smart, they waited. They knew whenever the Bengals drafted Burrow that, okay, at some point, you're not going to keep Andy Dalton with, with that high number, that high count, high count number. You're not going to keep him on, on the book. So they knew, they, they, patiently, they sat back politely and patiently, and they said, you know, they're going to end up cutting them and releasing them at some point. You know, and that's what happened. The Patriots, they, it's been rumored that they're interested in signing them. It's also been interested, it's been rumored that the Jaguars are interested in signing them as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see where Andy Dalton um, lands at or whatnot. He's a, um, I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. I know he actually people forget, but he took the Bengals to the quarterback. To, they, he took them to the playoffs for like three, three, four straight seasons. Now he hasn't had success in the playoffs or whatnot, but he has gotten them there. So a lot of people, a lot of um quarterbacks can't say that. A lot of players can't say that. So I think it's gonna be very interesting to see where he lands at. But, but my guess is, I think he's going to end up um in he's going to end up landing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I think that's that's the team right there. Uh, that they've been linking them like crazy. I mean, I honestly, I think the Bengals should have kept them on on board, you know, to kind of help groom groom in Joe Burrow. But I think when you look at Joe Burrow, I mean, that guy just comes in with so much confidence and swagger. I I think that he's NFL ready day one. So we'll see and we'll find out. But overall, I think there's a market, and I think it's gonna be crazy to say this right now, guys. But we're gonna see. We're gonna see him sign before Cam Newton, you know. So that who who would ever think, you know, in this modern day that we'd say people are gonna choose Andy Dalton over Cam Newton, right? So that's the big that's the big thing. And look out for the Jacksonville Jaguars to scoop him up. Yes. Well, I mean, also too, we had a conversation yesterday about you know a team that would possibly sign him, and I would have to say the New England Patriots. Um, let's not forget that Tom Brady's not there anymore, and their starting quarterback at this moment is Jared Stidham. So I just feel like Aiden Dalton would really, you know, really be a good option for them and Josh McDaniels to run that offense. Yes, um, I believe that. But, you know, with, see that the difference is this offseason is with the pandemic and, with it and, and all that we're going through right now. 
it's going to be tough to bring him into another system and have him. You know, they're doing they're doing the virtual meetings right now that, 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 with, with the teams and whatnot. So when you bring that new player in, you need that up close, up front. You, you need you need all that communication right there. You don't need it to be through virtual whatnot. Understand what, what's going on right now. And if, if you're Bill Belichick and you're McDaniel's and the Patriots, you look at it and you're in your browser. You're like, okay, we got Brown Hoyer behind Stidham. We already know what Hoyer's going to be. This is his third stint with the Patriots. We really love Jared Stidham. So if we bring in any dog, is he that much better? Do, do we think he's better than Jared Stidham? We know he's, we know he's better than Brian Hoyer. But if we're going to just going to bring any Dalton in to be the backup quarterback, I just don't. I don't. If, if they really love Jared Stidham, and we've seen that they love Stidham throughout the draft process, because they didn't even select the quarterback in the draft, they signed two undrafted guys. I don't think they're going to go the any Dalton route. Now I can I see I see them I can see them going it doing it now maybe because you know you can bring him in at your price. I didn't necessarily see them trading trading for it, but if he can if he wants to come in at a, at a very low price, that's the only way I could see the Patriots pulling the trigger on him. Yeah, and real quick, you know another interesting real, another interesting team to think about is the Denver Broncos. Yes. Well, uh, and that's what I was trying to jump in right uh, before we, we start naming other teams. I think that, I mean, yes, it makes a ton of sense, but I think that there's, so, I think the Broncos are are sold on Drew Locke, and so am I. I mean, you talk about quarterback, quarterback Moxie, he has it. But what I think that just to just to kind of go back on what Kendall was saying, I I don't I don't really see him as a Patriot because I mean we've all known Andy Dalton because you know he's been around since we all we basically have grown up with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's always been known as the red rifle, right? Uh, and cause he's a gun, he's a gunslinger. So that yes. the gunslinger has never been, has never fit the mantra of the Patriots. Um, I think that right now, I think the Broncos, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, yeah, John Elway was a gunslinger, right? So, but I think they got their, their, their gunslinger right now and, and drew lock. So we'll see, we'll see. I think that overall in the end, I think when you look at it, when you look at the Jaguars, they got Gardner Minshew. What, what, is he, what does he look like? He looks like a gunslinger. So I think that overall, when you look at it, I think that Jacksonville would be a good place for him, especially if, if you know, you want to, if he accepts a backup role, I think that would be great for him. You know, and I'm pretty sure that he could just, you know, take that starting job and run with it and put, you know, make, make the Jaguars in, into contention like the way he did with the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, well, Gardner Minshew actually looks like Uncle Rico from the Falling Dynamite. <laughs> he does, and he he now, accepts I mean, it. He accepts it too. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's important for us to kind of think about Andy Dalton just being on a team, not not starting. So the reason why I said the Broncos, yeah, they have Drew Locke, and he's a young quarterback. But who's you know who's behind him? What if he gets hurt? I mean, I, I just feel like it would be. Uh, very good for them to have a veteran, you know, presence, you know, for him to kind of help him out. Um, and the reason why Cam Newton's not signing anywhere is because he wants to start for a team. Let, let's let's look around the league. There's no starting jobs available besides the San, well, the Los Angeles Chargers, but they just drafted Justin Herbert. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, as far as Cam Newton not being signed, that's probably one of the reasons why there are no starting jobs available as at this moment. Not even with the Chicago Bears because it kind of looks like they're going to go the Nick Foles route, you know, and they did not pick up Mitchell Trubisky's fifth-year uh, option yet. Yes, I agree with you there for that. And I think um, I, I don't believe they're going to pick up that option there. I think Nick Foles is he's probably he's, if Nick Foles he comes, in, I think he's going to win that job, and I think he's going to carry the Bears throughout this season. I don't, I think they're doing Mitch Trubisky there. 
just just to compare him to the adult situation. I mean, also, let's not forget that, you know, the Bears were rumored to be trading for Andy Dalton as well. Yes. So, I mean, like I said, I think Dalton, he would have been a great fit with the Bears. Who knows? Maybe they still might can do it, but I highly doubt it because they got foes there on the high count number and they got Trubisky there. So, I mean, it, 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 at a very low day, I could see Chicago possibly bring him in or whatnot. But Andy Dalton, I mean, his, like I said, my, my, my fifth for him would be Jacksonville, New England, and kind of like you said there, maybe Denver in the backup scenario. Like I said, it, it's interesting. We'll see. And then speaking of fifth-year options, so the 49ers declined defensive lineman Solomon Thomas' fifth-year option as well. Man, uh, this is this is this is the time, guys. Uh, real quick, uh, I had to I had to do this, guys. So throw it in there. If you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, definitely, guys. We will break the news fast, really, really, really fast. Uh, you'll be surprised how fast we can break it. But this is the this is the 2017 draft class and. This is the this is the year where they're actually picking up the fifth year option on these on all these players. So going back to what Fidel was saying, Solomon Thomas, you know, top what was he number? I believe he was number three. No, no, yes, he was a top ten pick. He was a top five pick. So for a top five pick, you know, for him to to not be hit, they're not picking up the team option on him. That means that they're going to let him be a free agent. So. A lot of we have a lot of Bears fans out there, guys. Keep we will keep you posted. Mitchell Trubisky's up next. We'll see if they're going to extend him. They're going to give him that close to thirty million dollar uh, extension for for you know to bring him on for the team the ten, the ten year option. Guys, stay posted. Yes. Yeah, you know what? That's I mean, yeah, stay posted. But I mean, we can we kind of all know what's going to happen. They're not going to pick up that that option for him to be paid that money. He hasn't earned it. Let, let's be frank about it. He hasn't earned that money. So, you know, of course, they're going to let him play it out. Uh, they did announce that, you know, that they are going to have an open competition this offseason between him and Nick Foles. And I think we all think that, you know, Nick Foles, you know, under c- these circumstances is going to outbeat him. Yes. Uh, I just think, like, my thing with Mr. Biscay is he just – he doesn't – he does not re- re- really excite me. He, he doesn't excite you. He does, he's not going to win you the big game, but then, I mean, he's, he's not going he, to – he's going to lose it for you before he before he win it. You know what I mean? It seems, seems to me when I watch him, like, he's kind of he's kind of scared. It's in the pocket. He doesn't know when to pull the trigger. And it just seems like, you know, he, when he pulls it, he, he kind of like he, he wants to bring it back in. Like, he's, he's, he's a hesitant quarterback to me. And when I watch him, he, he just he just he just doesn't bring it. I I don't think he I, I don't I don't think he's a perfect leader for the Bears either. I mean I don't know. Like I said, they could have got Deshaun Watson. They could have got Mahomes in that draft. I just think Trubisky. It was a reach for them when they got him. And I I I just I can't see them picking up the option for him. Uh, he, he's done in Chicago after this year, I think. Yeah, another player that his option was not picked up. I mean, this is comes to no surprise to anybody. Uh, was running back uh, Leonard Fournette from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you can add Corey Davis to that. Those are all top five picks. So it was that year. It was Miles Garrett first overall. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mitchell, MVP Mitch, and then third was Solomon Thomas. Fourth was Leonard Fournette, and then Corey Davis. So it's just it's just a big surprise when you stop and you look at it. You know, with where where they were drafting the draft, they're not going to be. You know, they're going to be allowed to test free agency. Starting tonight, we're going to go by division by division and analyze if they address their team needs or not. 
So tonight we're going to start off with the NFC South. Kendall, if you want to start that off for us. Yes, I think um the Saints, they had a pretty good draft. Um, First off, let's start with the center. They added some O-line depth to get, of getting Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. I think he's going he's going to be a, a pretty good stalemate across the offensive line. He's going to do very good there because they needed some O line depth there. The past few seasons, you know, Drew Brees he's took a few he took a lot of few hits hits there, especially mainly in the postseason. So I think Cesar Ruiz. I mean, he was a he was a trucker in the, on that Michigan offensive line for a few years, and I think he's going to do pretty good there in New Orleans. And um, on defense, you know, they got Zach Bond on um, the outside line, but he's kind of like a tweener. He plays like a his comparison with like a Calvin Nor. You could play him as a three, four outside linebacker, and then you also could put could put him at middle linebacker. I've seen him do some freakish things, and I think he's going to do well in that Saints defense right beside of um right beside of Demario Davis there. So I think the Saints they got they got a great stud there in the middle right, right there with Zach Bond, and then they just go back to the offense. Adam Trotman, the add there, oh man, Drew Brees he's going to have some weapons this year with um you know they signed Emmanuel Sanders for free agency to, to go with him outside alongside of Michael Thomas. And so you got those two outside. In the inside, you're going to have Jared Cook and Adam Trotman. So you got you some good tight end depth there. So I think Adam Trotman, he was a he's one of my under-the-radar players coming out this draft. And I think getting him there with Drew Brees, oh, man, and that, that, that's going to be nice there. And then they got Tommy Stevens. He's a quarterback a quarterback out of Mississippi State in the seventh round. Um, I've seen a lot of people compare him to Taysom Hill. He can do some of the similar things he does. So I wouldn't necessarily say they addressed a need there, but they added some more quarterback depth there. And I mean, just give Sean Payton and Drew Brees a few more things to do in the offense or whatnot. Um, Jerry, you think they feel their needs there? Yes, I can see it. I mean, they they are in a full court press. I mean, you can tell that they're going to try to win a Super Bowl this year for Drew Brees. Um, you know, aside from from you know addressing the needs and and free agency and through the draft, you know, I think that one of the most interesting storylines was that that quarterback, right, Tommy Stevens. Uh, from uh, Mississippi State, so they found out that that the Panthers had already agreed that they were going to sign him uh, once once the the seventh round was complete. So they 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 found out they traded a future six round pick to get back into the seventh round to go ahead and draft him to steal him away from the Panthers, right? So it's 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 kind of crazy when you when you look at it. It looks like they're they're trying to, you know, they're trying to. How do you say it? like groom groom the next uh, Taysom Hill, right? Because it looks like it looks obviously yep. like like the coach wants to continue running in that way, uh, having somebody that can yes. pass and catch and do all those great things. Because if you look at Stevens, I mean, he looks like a running back running the ball. So I mean, he's he's just he's built tough. So it's just an interesting storyline. But I do think the Saints are making a like I said earlier a full court press. They are trying to win the Super Bowl. We already know that Drew Brees is locked up after after he retires. He will be he will be joining the booth, you know, as a commentator. So, you know, I think that this is this is the Saints' year to make a, a make a, a very strong push into the in, not only into deep into the playoffs but into the into the Super Bowl. Yes. yes, and then also too, I mean, I feel like the biggest thing that was addressed was that second wideout position with Emmanuel Sanders. If we think about last year, I mean, you know, double coverage on Michael Thomas was pretty much every week, every play. Yes. So you know. Giving them, you know, with the signing of, of Emmanuel Sanders, it just gives them a lot more explosion on that offense. Uh, he's a veteran, uh, so it's always good to have a veteran presence in the locker room. Yes, yes, real good there. And and with the Atlanta Falcons, I think I'm going to go ahead and hit them. I think 
they had a real good under radar draft. A lot of people don't think that they had a good draft, but I think they did. They addressed a lot of their needs. Um, during the offseason, during Freights, you know, they signed Todd Gurley. They signed um the wide receiver from the Vikings. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my hand right now, but you know, he was kind of bust out of Mississippi State. So I mean, out of, out of Ole Miss or whatnot. So they they signed him as well. So I think the Vikings are doing they got a lot of first round talent on that offense there they signed a lot of um first round talent there so we're gonna see if they, if they can hit and miss with them players but in the draft they went with aj terrell the cornerback out of clemson they signed him so it's, and then they got you know they got they also got dante fowler in the offseason that to add him there on the defensive line and then they got marlon davidson for the, to add him to d-line out of auburn so i think it's clearly you clearly can see what the faculty are trying to do there with that dan quinn so they're trying to get back to playing some good defense the way he did with his in the Seattle days when they used to play that zone with Richard Sherman them and Chancellor in the backfield, so they're, they're trying they're trying to get back there to doing that and Dan Quinn's system on defense. So I think the Falcons like and you look at they're in the division you know with Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Bridgewater and with the Falcons they with them going out getting AJ Terrell in that first round that told me right there what they're trying to do and they see you know the receivers and the playmakers that they got to go against or whatnot. So it seemed like I mean. The Falcons, they're going all in for this year, and maybe they can surprise some people in NFC South. You know, the Falcons, they've always been a very interesting team, right? I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl, and, man, that was one of the most epic Super Bowls, and it's going to be one of the most infamous Super Bowls because with that lead, they blew it, and they blew their chance, right, at their first Super Bowl ever. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But if you look at that team, like, head to toe, I mean, they're stacked. I mean, at every position almost, it seems like. I know that that – you know, they really didn't hit on their offensive line so much as, as what you would want. But that offensive line has been sufficient enough. And I just think it was just – I think it's just a mix of coaching staffs, right, that they went through they, after they lost Kyle Shanahan, right, because Kyle Shanahan is the one that actually led that offense when they went all the way to the Super Bowl, right? After they lost Kyle Shanahan, they, they've had a couple hiccups. The defense has always been kind of stout. They have missed on some defensive players, but when you look at the team – I think that they did pretty well with what they had, you know, because they didn't really have that much cap space. When we're talking about it, Julio Jones was making, what, $22 million a year, the highest paid uh, wide receiver in the, in the entire league. So when you look at it, they were able to crunch down. Like you said, they were able to bring in some 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 a little bit better of a rushers, right? Like Dante Fowler is going to bring you a little bit more of a pass rush than the the uh, previous pass rushers you had. So when you look at the the Falcons, they're always they're 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 a team you cannot count count out, right? Because of the depth that they have, the star power they have. Oh, you know Matt Ryan's always been a, a constant professional. So overall, you can't count them out. Did they, they address the needs? Yes, they address the needs. And I think they addressed it kind of early too. You know, I, I I don't want to take anything away from AJ Terrell. You know, he's a he's a pro. He's made it to the league. But I think at that position where you're sitting at, you know, you should always. You know, you should either move down or move up, you know what I'm saying, for the player that you need. Did they address it? I'm going to give them I'll, – I'll, I'll say, okay, yes, they did. Do I like it? No, I don't like it. But overall, there's they're going to be a team to compete with. Yes. Yeah, and then also, too, let's not forget that Austin Hooper left the team, and he was the second, you know, receiver on that team mm-hmm. right next to Julio Jones. So, you know, what they did is they traded from, you know, with Baltimore and they uh, traded for Hayden Hurst. Um, he was second on that tight end depth chart in Baltimore. And then also, let's not forget that they had cut Marcus Trufant, too, in the offseason. Yes. Uh, and, he, and he joined the uh, Detroit Lions. So, I get what they did in the draft, you know, because they had to address that cornerback position as well. Um, 
I mean, overall, I felt like they could have done a better job addressing the needs because they have a lot. And, you know, for Dan Quinn, this is kind of going to be probably going to be his last year if they, you know, if they go eight and eight or, you know, worse. Pretty much you have to make the playoffs to keep your job. And I would say the same for Thomas Dimitrioff. Yes, I, I really agree there. And real quick, though, on the, um, the other player that the Falcons had brought in, I forgot to say, out of Ole Miss, was Laquan Trailwell. Like I said previously on, on the segment, they brought they brought in a lot of first-round talent at free agents at free agent position. So let's see if, if those if those playmakers if they go actually show up this year for the Falcons. Yeah, and then also, I mean, he was a very high draft pick. I mean, people forget he was a stu- he was a stud at Ole Miss. Yes, you know, so it was kind of like another one of those wide receivers that the Vikings drafted that didn't live up to the hype. Didn't quite, he didn't quite um, pin out in Minnesota, so let's see what he can do with the Falcons. Definitely. Let's let's move on. So I got the Panthers. I mean, overall, you know, I've been talking about, you know, this. I think, you know, I I just like Matt Rule. I like what he's been doing. <laughs> Obviously, you guys always poke fun at me, right, for, for saying, like, hey, watch out for this team because they're going to make some noise. You know, right now the Panthers, when you look at it, you know, when they had Cam Newton, you know, Cam Newton was able to to help the the rushing game so much, and you know he was able to make plays, and you know it 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 just if you look at it, it was just there was so much movement in in the in the coordinators as well, and not only that, I mean if you look at it, they went from a four three to a three four, and it was cool because Matt Rule came in and just said, hey, we're gonna simplify it, we're gonna go to four three defense. I didn't really like the way they handled the whole situation, but when you look at it, that they addressed their needs. I, it, it's kind of hard for the Panthers to say they address their needs, right? Because they are they are literally in a rebuild mode right now. But you know they brought they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. They already have Christian McCaffrey, which they made the highest paid running back in the league, right? But then we can call him an all you know a utility knife, right? On the offensive side because he can do it all. He can block. He can he can he can rush and he can catch, right? So that's that's the trifecta of what you want. They also have two. They have uh, DJ Moore, which is a, firm, a former first-round pick, and Curtis Samuel, which is a, a former second-round pick. They've been able to do some great things, you know, not right away, but they, they're flourishing now in the league. They're becoming people that you got to respect. You can't just, you know, because they bring so much speed to the game. And then they were able to address uh, – they were able to sign one of the biggest, you know, one of Kendall's favorite, right, uh, off-season uh, free agents, which is uh, Robbie Anderson. So when you look at it yes. – when you look at it, they were they made some moves. They did make some moves, right? They they traded Trey Turner, which some people thought which was a really good guard for Russell Kuhn, who's an older offensive tackle. But when you look at Matt Rule, he he has something up his sleeve, so he knows what he's doing. I think that he 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 helped that offense just a little tad better on defense, which is you know it was very unusual, uh, very unusual draft. They went pure defense i think they hit i think they hit home runs with all four picks uh right out of the gate i mean they they, they drafted Derek brown out of auburn they draft they drafted uh eater gross matos in the second round then they hit uh jeremy chin he was out of south illinois he's a, a safety a lot of people like to compare his game to daron james and if he can play like daron james wow they struck gold and then troy P- uh, pride jr out of uh Notre dame so I think that overall what the Panthers did was they're not they're not tanking for they're not tanking for Trevor. They're not doing anything. They're putting together a team that's going to compete and I think that they're going to be a surprise team that's going to be able to put up some good numbers and give a good run for the money. Uh next next let's talk about the uh the dream team, right? The Buccaneers. 
right? So that's my favorite team in the division. <laughs> so that's why that's why I say to the end, right? Because you know, I, I, we got to keep the listeners listening, right? So they brought in <laughs> they brought in the goat, right? The greatest of all time, the quarterback, right? Tom Brady, his favorite player. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So when you look at it, you know, six Super Bowl rings, right? No other. I mean, it, it's crazy. Can, can you say any other quarterback has ever done that? You guys want to answer that? Uh, no, no, nope. You can't. You mean That's just you. you can't say that? No. So, but if you look at the if you look at the Buccaneers, they were actually able to put up some really gaudy numbers this year. You know, they got some studs at the wide receiver. They already had Mike Evans. Chris Godwin was Chris Godwin this year was wow. Like he just played. He outplayed Mike Evans. You know, but when you look at that, and then you know they're able to to do some some other things, right? They're able to get Rob Gronkowski out of, out of uh, retirement. Um, you know, when you look at it, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, they know each other. They have a feel for the game. It's going to be interesting to see how Tom Brady can help O.J. Howard, right, the tight end that they got in the first round, see if he can help them evolve, help his game evolve, right? So when you, you got that, and then when you see them go into 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 the uh, the draft, you know, they went and they got one of the best prospects at the offensive line in Tristan Wirfs, right? So when you look at that, it just shows you the Buccaneers, they are here to win a championship this year. Not next year, this year. So when you look at it, overall, I think it was a great draft for them. They they were able to hit everything that they needed to help put Tom Brady in a winning situation. Tristan Wirfs, you, you got your offensive attack, your offensive tackle. That's, they, they added a playmaker on defense with Antoine Winfield Jr. They added a running back depth with uh, Kishon, right? Uh, wide receiver in the fifth round with Tyler Johnson. I think he's going to be the steal of the draft. So that's going to be interesting. He's going he's to play the slot. Tom Brady's going to be able to bring out the best in them. So I think overall, when you look at this this actual division, it's going to be able to just you know stack up against the best divisions in the NFC. So it's going to be a very interesting yeah. overall I like what they did in the draft. I like what they did in free agency. Watch out! The Buccaneers are a team to <laughs> to actually pay attention to this year. They're gonna they're gonna make some some noise. Yes, I, I, I really like what the Panthers. I, I like what the Panthers did with the Brown pick in the in the Grotus, the Gross Martins pick. So you you clearly see what the Panthers are doing. They're trying to load up on that defense, get that defense back. They lost a few pieces in the offseason, mainly with Luke Keekley. So I kind of see what I kind of see what Matt Rule is trying to trying to get back there. I would have liked to see them go tight end because it was I thought it, me personally I thought it was a pretty decent tight end draft, and I thought they could have got a, a pretty good tight end in the second or third round to come in and try to fill the shoes of Greg Olson. But you know Matt Rule he clearly has a plan there. He lo- he wanted to load up on defense, so I like I like I like that pick there. And for the um for the Buccaneers, I love y'all. Y'all know how I love my wide receiver. I love the Johnson at at wide receiver. I love, love the Tyler Johnson. I love, I love I love that pick there. He's gonna play the slot there, and I, right there out of Minnesota, I think he's he's gonna he's gonna have a pretty good year there. In the Winfield, he's kind of undersized at safety, but the Buccaneers they needed some pieces in that secondary. And I like I also like what they did in the offense. If, if you got you got a forty three year old quarterback back there. You got Gronk there. He's he's up. He's coming up in his thirties as well. You want to protect them too. You want to protect Gronk. You want to want to get your running game going, and you want to, and you want to protect Brady. So I think they load up there on the offensive line. I think the Bucks are going, they're going to do some good things this year. And the Panthers, I'm interested to see how that defense comes out to play this year. Hey, how about we give some love to Teddy Bridgewater, man, the new yes. starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Let's think about it. He had a gruesome injury. I want to say it was three years ago with the Minnesota Vikings. It might have been four. Um, 
So he didn't even know if he was going to play football again. And now he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he put Cam Newton out of a job. Cam doesn't have a starting job. That's crazy to me. Um, but I felt like if they were going to go in a different direction, this one was the way to go. Um, let's not forget that they played him twice last year, um, you know, because he was with the Saints. No. And then for the Bay Buccaneers, man, this is a team that has the biggest improvements of all the teams in the NFL, I feel like. They got Tom Brady at the quarterback position. They got rid of Jameis Winston. We know what Jameis Winston was. He was a turnover machine. Oh, so, forgot to I, mention, he's also with he, the Saints, too. I'm sorry about that. Yes, yeah, well, he's with the Saints now, but he's not starting anymore. Right. Um, but, I mean, to me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, they already had all the, you know, the pieces in place. The only thing that was missing was the leadership, you know, and the quarterback position. And now they have both in Tom Brady. Yes. I think they're going they're going to do some good things there. I think, um, like I said, with, with Tom Brady there in Tampa Bay, they had a good draft. And I like the, the Keyshawn Devon, the Keyshawn Devon pick out of Vanderbilt. That's going to be another good pick for them. So I think, I mean, I think Tampa Bay won this draft in the, in the division. I think Tampa Bay won it. I really, I really do. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I didn't even bring up Rob Gronkowski. I mean, to get him out of retirement, yes. you know, he, he took a year off, so now he's fully healthy. Yes. And not to mention you saw Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard. They just picked up his fifth-year option. Yes. I mean, the team is just stacked. Yeah, they're stacked, and they got really good depth, so a really good draft. Out of the yeah, and I forgot to mention yeah. also Tahir Whitehead. They addressed that, that Mike position, right? Tahir Whitehead played for uh, uh, one of our call. You know, I'm not going to say anybody's name, but one of uh, their former, their favorite teams. Uh, Come on, man. Everybody knows I'm a <laughs> So, yeah, so they uh, the Panthers did get uh, Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Tahir Whitehead along with Robbie Anderson. Uh, they brought they brought in uh, quite a few uh, names, but, yeah, I just want to mention those, those real quick. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if I guess if, if you had to stack these teams, I mean, you know, from going from first to last, I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be first. The New Orleans Saints would be second. The Carolina Panthers third and the Falcons fourth. Wow, you put the you put the Panthers ahead yes. of the Falcons. I would swap out. I would put the Falcons ahead of the Panthers just because of the quarterback position and just because of the weapon. That's the only reason why. Well, you know why I did. Go ahead. Because of Matt Rule. Exactly. So now you guys are sold on Matt Rule like I was when when they first hired him. <laughs> uh, I think. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what's Dan Quinn done since uh, you know Shanahan left? Nothing. Right. Same thing. Exactly. But uh, I mean, overall, overall, I think this division is going to compete with the NFC West. You know what I mean? I know that I know that before it was always the NFC East, and then the North took over for a while. But man, the North looks like it's in shambles. I mean, you got quarterbacks going crazy, right? Uh, I, I don't know if I should trademark that, but I mean, you don't know what what if they want their quarterbacks anymore with the Lions and the Packers. But you know, when you look at this division right here, this is going to be the most. I don't know if I, I can say if it's better, more intriguing than the West, the NFC West, or this one. But I def I definitely think that the NFC South and the NFC West now are going to compete against each other as far as like bringing in more people to view. So I think that this team, that I mean the teams in in this division, especially uh, I want to see what the Buccaneers can do. I want to see definitely a Tom Brady is a system quarterback, or is he is is he the greatest of all time? Yes, man. You know what? I feel like he's gonna have a record-breaking year, like Peyton Manning thing. Whenever he joined the the Denver Broncos after he left the Colts, 
I mean, you guys already know how I feel about the Bucks. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna represent the uh, NFC in the Super Bowl. But I mean, we still haven't played one game yet. But who knows? But you know, if everybody's making predictions, I predict that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna represent the uh, NFC in the Super Bowl. You called it right here. Timestamp. Gonna be interesting. I'll tell you that right now. I can't wait. Timestamp. The XFL, they wanted to keep this game while also keeping in mind the safety of the players. And they feel like this is a great And how about this? Austin Duke got a big return early all the way to midfield. And what a start for the Guardians. Play of beauty. Drives Duke back to the 27. Duke cuts it back inside. Now he's got the outside and he's tripped up at midfield. Austin Duke from the 37. Duke to the 40. Austin Duke from the 15. Had a little seam up the middle. Struggle. Third quarterback of the day. That is a play that works. Austin Duke is in for the touchdown for the Guardians. And is a former wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers and XFL New York Guardians, Austin P. Duke. And also joining us from the APD Foundation, Mohamed Awu. How are you guys doing out there? What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. Doing well, guys. We're doing good. Good to be here. Happy to be here. Hope you guys have been doing well during this, during this quarantine. Right. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. If you can just give our audience a little bit of an introduction to yourselves. I'm going to let Austin go ahead and have the floor. Go ahead, Austin. Hey, so I hey, appreciate you guys having me. Um my name is Austin Duke. Um, I played uh, college ball at Charlotte. Went on to go undrafted to the Panthers. Was with the Panthers for a couple years. Um, after that, played in the XFL uh, for the New York Guardians, and you know started up a foundation that helps with uh, youth development uh, through football, like different things like financial literacy classes and. Um, just resources for the kids of Charlotte. And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And my name is Muhammad Awo. I um, graduated also from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte uh, with a BSBA in marketing. I'm an aspiring sports agent as well as uh, currently uh, working in my role as executive assistant for the Austin P. Duke Foundation. And just, you know, continuing to uh, Navigate and work my way through the sports industry, and continue to build and you know grow as an individual, personally and professionally. Okay, that's all good. Um, Muhammad, what um necessarily do you do with the uh, with the Carolina Panthers organization right now? Um. Oh, and I also yeah. Uh, thank you for mentioning that, Kendall. Uh, so I do work part time for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, within their guest relations department as uh, part of their game day staff. Uh, in my role as ticket taker, and you know, it's been an exciting experience. You know, continuing to not only see the ins and outs of you know the Panthers organization, but as well as you know, engaging with the fans of the Carolina Panthers. Okay, that's nice. Nice. And um, and Austin, um, you're a formerly Carolina Panthers player and the XFL player. Well, um, can you explain your experience with the XFL with the Guardians? Um, it was a good experience. It was very professional. Got a chance to play some ball again after really having a, a year off, um, you know, for, due to her injury. Uh, so it's just good to get back out there playing ball and uh, around the guys and, you know, have another opportunity at, at you know, making an NFL roster. Real good, real good. 
So, Mohammed, so let me ask you, what was it about, what is it about football that you love so much, right? Uh, explain that to us, that, that you want to, you want to seek, you know, you want to further your career, you said, as a, as a potential, you know, sports agent. So, yeah, so my passion, uh, not only for football, but just overall sports industry comes from the fact that, you know, uh, I was never actually able to play uh, sports due not only to my size, you know, not that tall myself, but also uh, due to uh, my rare heart condition. I was born with my heart on the opposite side. So just that ability to understand that uh, maybe I can actually, you know, physically engage uh, in sports, but I can still make an impact in terms of learning about the industry um, from the business inside, uh, the insides and outs as far as, you know, contract negotiations, understanding brands and stories, and also just the importance of how sports connects us and truly understanding how that relates and impacts us uh, culturally, as, you know, we've seen how the loss of sports has done, you know, during this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, definitely. It makes it makes a ton of sense. And Austin, I have a question for you. So, I mean, explain it. Explain explain the magnitude. How was it to, to play pro ball? I mean, if you could put it in a nutshell for our listeners, what would you say? What's I mean, how is it? Just give us your experience. Um, I think I think that was one of my problems that I battled with in the NFL was I made it just like how you're you know, how, how you're making it sound now. It's like it's like it's so grand, it's so big, it's the NFL, it's the stage. Um, but really, it's just football. Like, from the time you're middle school, high school to college, um, you know, you're with your boys, you're playing ball, you're doing something that you love to do. And it's the it's the fans, it's the crowd, it's the atmosphere, it's all that that kind of makes it, you know, the NFL. Because everybody kind of um, mystifies um, – but not mystified, but what's the like mystical, mystical creature type with with athletes or professional athletes? So for me, that's what kind of made it like, oh man, this is this is dope. Like I finally here, you got people wanting your autograph, people wanting your shoes and your gloves and everything. So I thought that part of it was really really dope. Um, but when you take away the fact that you know it's just ball, you know it's you know, it's very stressful. It's you know I wouldn't say time consuming, but it does take up all your time and. Um, you know, the biggest thing was just really stressful to understand a playbook and, you know, adjust into a culture and, you know, you're trying to, you know, provide for yourself and make money and, you know, while also making, trying to make, make the roster, um, you're just dealing with a whole bunch of different pressures and things like that. But overall, you know, like I said, it, it was good. And, you know, if you knew how to balance and, you know, knew, knew what you were doing, then it was, it was really fun, really good time. Well said. I don't think nobody's ever told us like it's you know in the end it's football's football. But no, thank you so much. I appreciate the I appreciate both of y'all. And Austin, also I do have a question for you. So, what would you say the biggest difference was from playing in the NFL to the? One more time. The biggest difference from playing in the in the NFL to the NFL. You don't have the the veteran guys um, and the competition. the competition isn't quite as intense. Um, I think I think that's the biggest. But you still have guys that have been in the league for you know three or four three or four years or two years, and it's a really good brand of football. But you don't have the the vets and obviously the the freak 
the freak athletes that are in the NFL that were, you know, in the XFL, but it was still just a really good brand of football. Perfect. And Mohammed, what is your role in the APD Foundation? So, uh, within my role as executive assistant, you know, just assisting uh, all the members of the organization uh, from Austin, uh, Alan Codwell, uh, John Tumaloa, and David Enciso, um, and just helping the guys um, as far as anything I'm able to do, um, whether it be from, you know, marketing needs as well as to um, manage, you know, taking down notes uh, during our uh, conference calls and uh, when we do have events, uh, ensuring everything is uh, in order and uh, all schedule and on track as far as uh, we go throughout our process, you know, from our seven-on-seven seven, uh, football team to uh, when we hold our annual APD Invitational. And then also, um, how did you guys meet each other? You and Austin. Austin, you want me to tell the yeah, story? Or you can you... tell the story. <laughs> All right, so, uh, I mean, it was pretty much, uh, so I was, you know, the guy involved, you know, active and involved on campus, you know, Austin, you know, the star uh, football player, and we just kind of met one day in our student union, and we just got to talk it, and, you know, we always, you know, kind of interacted and engaged from time to time. everywhere, he did everything. Yeah. So, you know, I did my best to do everything, and just, I think, it was more so the understanding. I think it was a mutual respect between me and Austin, um, even though, you know, um, we weren't that close initially. Um, but I think it was always that mutual respect there. And uh, it was last year uh, when I had seen a post on LinkedIn someone had shared with me in regards to, you know, Austin's foundation. And he was, you know, looking uh, to fill uh, internship roles. And I was like, oh, boom. Uh, I know Austin, you know, we can uh, reconnect definitely. Uh, and then just applied, you know, went in for the interview, you know, did my best, and, you know, eventually got the position. And just really uh, building that relationship and that rapport with Austin over time as we've done these last, you know, four or five, six months, and just really connecting and really understanding, you know, him as a person beyond, you know, just the athlete as kind of what he was mentioned it earlier, you know, beyond, you know, just this football player, but really, you know, the the man, you know, the son, the brother, and just uh, the overall person that Austin is that I've really got to learn over the past few years. I mean, few months. Um, yes, Austin, uh, my question is for you, what, not, what, are, what are you doing, like, right now? Like, uh, I know I know we're, we're supposed to be in quarantine right now, and a lot of, a lot of businesses are not open right now, but what, what are your next steps in your, in your, in your football future? Um, just training, waiting for an opportunity, like a uh, workout opportunity or a free agent signing. Um, so I'm just training. Not, not much, uh, not realm, you know, really, really changes. You got to, you got to just stay ready. Yes. Yes. It's very, very good. And, um, Muhammad, my own last question, for you, my last question for you would be, um, since you said you was with your, with your how, how long have you, you said you've been with the foundation, with the, with the APD foundation? It's been about, I want to say, six to eight months. Am I correct, Austin? Yeah, about, about six, about about six, six seven months. months yeah. yeah. And y'all, and y'all are located in the yeah. Charlotte area, correct? Yep. 
It, correct. Just to just to clear up, it's it's a seven on seven for thirteen U, fifteen U, and eighteen U. Correct. Yep, thirteen, thirteen, eighteen, yeah. So, like, basically, it's just about helping the the kids get out there, right, and and helping them train, like you know, get familiarized with the game, you know, at the highest level. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Just seven on seven. They they go they go and they, and they compete in seven on seven and um. They work out and they practice and yeah, so yeah, pretty pretty much. One more question, Austin. So let's say there's a there's a 17 year old kid listening, right? And he's he's playing he's playing high school football. I mean, what would what would be the best advice that you can give them? You know, as, um, if, if, as they're pursuing their dream, you know, playing football. Every every kid that wants to play in NFL and college, actually, mm-hmm. a million questions on everything that they can do to get better in the seventh third and. I think the and I was that same way as a kid, but I think now if I had to answer that question for myself, it would be to really just enjoy the moment. Um, enjoy the moment that you're in right now. It's good to, definitely good to have a, to have goals and, um, you know, be be thinking ahead of time. But at the end of the day, like enjoy the level that you're at now, and really try to. Um, you know, figure out your weaknesses and your strengths, what you do, what you do well, what you need to work on type deal, and just work on that each and every day because it's it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So if you can understand that, like you're not, you know, you're not going to achieve success overnight. Right. Once you understand that, you know, now you're you're focusing on, you know, school. You're focusing on having friends outside of football. You're you're focusing on family, and it's not just football, 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 mm-hmm. because you're just enjoying it at every stage of um, every stage of what you're at. No, so. de- yeah, definitely, we understand. We understand what you mean. But thank you so much for that for answering that. And and we 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 definitely wish you the best of luck. I mean, we saw we were able to see your highlights uh, uh, in the XFL. I mean, you have this crazy stop, and and you know you can accelerate. You get from zero to hundred real quick. So we'll, we'll be rooting for you, you know, be ready. And, and we know that you'll, you'll, you'll get that call soon. So thank you so appreciate much for, for, for being on board. Appreciate that. Appreciate y'all having the interest to sit down and talk to me and the GOAT tonight. Really do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Austin, you know, for our audience, where can they find you on social media? Um, just Austin P. Duke. And, uh, Austin P. Duke. I think that's my Instagram name. And then, tw- and then Twitter. Ah. And then Twitter, um, it's the os one zero Duke. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, thank you. And Mohammed, how about for yourself or audience to follow you on social media? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, for my Instagram, uh, you can follow me at uh, Somali Treasure. That's S O M A L I Treasure, uh, as well as on Twitter. Um, Mo M O underscore A W O one, as well as uh, follow our APD uh, Foundation uh, social media oh, pages yeah. as well. APD Foundation on Instagram, as well as uh, APD Foundation on uh, Twitter as well. Awesome. You'll be able to find us on those uh, page, social media pages. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining hey, us. Of luck. You guys take care. So let move All right, thank you guys. guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank, yeah, thank you guys for having us. And y'all have a good rest of your night. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right. Thank you.
guys. So again, we want to thank our guest Austin P. Duke and Muhammad Awu for joining us on tonight's episode. Uh, before we sign off, guys, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts? Um, I really don't. I think, um, like I said, I want to give a special shout out to our guests. I mean, Muhammad and Austin, they were pretty good today. Um, you know, any anybody that takes time to come out and join us on the East West Football Podcast, we we really appreciate you, and we we want we really want to get you on again. And I think that today's show it was pretty good, and I think they nailed it today. Yeah, I mean, just to just to kind of piggyback, right? I think that they 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 were able to show some insight, right? Like what what we can do, what we're all capable of doing in this life. So, you know, especially if, if football, if some if football, something that you dream about or talk about. You know, why not pursue it? So I think that we should all never, you know, never settle and keep on pushing forward. But most most importantly, I just want to thank everybody. You know, the listeners that we have, we have some devoted listeners. I mean, we're already at 70 listeners that have dedicated, subscribe, and they tune in and they listen. It's crazy because, you know, we can see the stats and we just want to say thank you so much. You know, thank you so much for just subscribing. Thank you so much for just tuning in. And thank you for the support on our social media platforms. And thank you for the feedback that you guys give us throughout the week. You know, thank, thank, I'm just so thankful. And, you know, pretty soon we're going to be able to be more interactive, guys. So just keep posted. And uh, we're going to be answering your questions that we get through our emails. I know that lately we've been getting some emails coming in. So thank you so much, guys. Jerry, and then also if you want to let our listeners know where they can find us on social media. So, I mean, the best place. Okay, Instagram. We have we have obviously our Instagram. It's uh, East West Football Podcast, and that's linked up to the Facebook. So that it would be the same thing on Facebook. It would be East West Football Podcast, guys. I promise you, <laughs> you're gonna get the news faster than Adam Schefter can put it out there. So just keep, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, yeah. uh, of course, we also have a Twitter. Uh, on that one, I'll let, I'll let Fidel kind of give you the handle on that one. So on that one, the handle is gonna be East West Sports One. Again, it's going to be East-West Sports 1. We started somewhere. Uh, yeah, so that's all our social media. So just make sure, you know, you stay in tune with those pages. That way you know when the latest episodes are going to be released. And then also the latest news around the NFL and football in general. And make sure you guys, you know, subscribe to our show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. All right, guys, so... Again, thank you very much for listening, and stay safe, and have a good night. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. ElectroCast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews.
Tantra Cast.